We are in Yerushalmi, Bracha stuff, Lamed Aleph in the Uzvahada print. And I'm going to talk about one story of Agatha today and really try to take it apart and share some very fascinating artists and very, very interesting stuff. So first, let's just quickly review the story. It starts on uh, Lamed Aleph base in the Uzvahada print. Rabbi Yosa, Kansalik Lahachav Azos. When Rabbi Yosa came up here, which is to Eretz Israel from Bavel, as a lot of the scholars did, Azal um, Safar, he wanted to get a haircut. So he, um, he did that. And then he wanted to bathe in one of the hot springs of Tiberia. So he bumped into one late son, who was a horrible person, as we'll see. And um, the jokester saw that he was going and said to him, um, you're going in order to firm up your limbs. So the, jo- the jokester smacked him on the back of his neck and said, there, that's a good start. And then, um, but then he said, um, no, it's, your neck is still soft. So find the springs. And he walked away and Rebiosa was then able to go into the bathhouse. So what happened? At that time, the municipal judge was sitting in judgment of a certain highway robber, and um, the jokester went to go watch and was laughing to himself at the prank he had just played on, on this new scholar that moved here. And he was smiling. So the supreme judge asked the um, thief, he said, who's, who's with you in this thievery that you're doing? So the man looked up and he saw that he was being laughed at by this jokester and thought that this jokester was enjoying his punishment, so he wanted to drag him down with him. So he said, that guy over there who's laughing, he was with me. So a judge called him and interrogated him, and actually the guy confessed that he in fact had murdered someone. So now there was a judgment of death against the um, thief and also against the uh, this jokester who had played this joke. So then, meanwhile, both of them were chained up in iron chains, and Raviosa was emerging from the bathhouse. So uh, the jokester now saw Rabiosa and recognized that he did something terrible. So he said, that neck that was soft, meaning my own, now it's been hardened by these chains that I'm wearing. So Rabiosa said to him, wow, this is terrible. I'm so sad that you got punished on my behalf. But then he recognized that I forgave you and I didn't hold anything against you. You were punished on your own. And then he says, siv, as it says in the Pasuk, the ata altis lotsatsu pen yachasku mosrechem. Don't be cynical, lest your restraints get stronger, meaning that's exactly what happened to this guy. Or Pinchas Rabbi Yirmiya, in the name of Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzhak, says, Kashahi Leitzanus Leitzanus is horrible. Shetchilaso Yisurin, it starts with affliction, Vesofan Klia, and it ends with destruction. And then it quotes a Pasuk, it starts with Yisurin, as it says, Ve'ata Al-Tetzlotso Benichasko Mosrosechem, which is that same Pasuk, and it ends with destruction, it says, Kichala Venechorva Shemati Me'ez Hashem, so there's death. Okay, so just a very quick ha'ara, as the Ben Yoyada is really famous for um, doing that. In Benayahu, at the end of Ben Yoyada, he has his shtickles on Yerushalmi. And he says like this. He says, the word Leitzanus starts with Yisurin and ends with destruction. So he says, look at the letters before the word Leitzan, Lamed Yud Tzadi um, Nun, and look at the letters that come after it, and you'll find the message. So he says, the letters that come before the word Leitzan, Lamed Yud Tzadi Nun, are Chaf Tes Pei Mem, which is 149, which is Kamat. Kamat means to be weakened, so it, to, 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 be, to be pained. So you see that Leitzanus Tchilaso, what comes before it, what, what it brings from the beginning is Yisurin. And then what's the letters that come after Lamed Yud Tzadi Nun? It's Mem Chaf Kuf Samach. You can write it down, you'll see, which is 220. Rach, which means uh, weakened. So this man becomes now weak or 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 sofoklia, which is destruction. And he says that rach is bigmatria dam times five, which is blood times five. Um, and he says it's, it's a soda of a harbi malaya dam and yeshaya lamadalad. I don't understand that soda. But he says five times um, dam is harbi. 
And that is what, um, and he quotes that from um, Bez Mem Aleph Aleph. I don't know what that refers to. And he says that's what Clea is, destruction. So you see that um, there's a tremendous amount of destruction. Ayin Sham, he brings other Ramazim as well. I was thinking that if the letters before are 149, the letters after are 220, and that has significance, maybe the letters themselves of Late Sun have significance. They're 180. What's a gematria of 180? I looked it up on a, there's a website that goes through all the gematrias. So it says Anayim is 180. Anayim means your eyes. And it says, And so what happens when a person follows his eyes? He ends up laughing a lot in this world because he laughs at things. He says, ha, is there really Hashem? And he laughs at things and he, and he, and he becomes very, very selfish. But really, the ultimate laughter is what we say in Eishas Chayel is um, that at the end, she laughs. What is that? That laughter is the real laughter of a laughter of Olam Haba. That's the real laughter. But the Anayim and the eyes are, are very distracting and they... It looked like this man was hurting Riv Yosef, but really he was destroying himself. So if you look at that Gadis Eliyahu, I want to just share a couple of Ha'aras from him. And I, it's it's brilliant how he literally goes through every single segment here and has many, many Ha'aras. But one quick thing is that, as we talked about, this is another element that some of the Vorts are contradictory, but you have to keep in mind that there's a very good reason for it because they're Inami Pshatim and some of them will contradict each other. And I'll explain a little bit more, but it could be some of them are true. They just depend on on how much a person is a shame shemayim versus how much a person is indulgent. Let me explain. So he says, why does it say that this that that Riviosa, when he came to Eretz he was moving to Eretz So that's why is that significant? And why does it say that he first went to get a haircut and then he went to the bathhouse? So one shot that I thought, which Baruch Shekivanti, was that it's trying to show that you have to clean yourself up when you're coming to Eretz You're standing in the Chatzar Hamelach. My Rebbe Yerushu Rubenstein's that's all. He used to always talk about how when. Um, when Rav Yosef Chaim Zunfeld came to Eretz Yisrael, he had asked for a tailor to meet him at the port where he met, where he uh, landed, I forgot what it was, Haifa or Yafo, or where he landed in Eretz Yisrael because he wanted to get a new suit. He said, how could I wear the same clothes of Chutzlaretz here? Like we find by Yaakov with Malachim of Malachim Chutzlaretz stopped escorting him and Malachim Eretz Yisrael escorted him. So that's that. So I thought that was a shot, and he says that. He says that you're about to stand in Hechel HaMelech. How could you come in the Hechel HaMelech and not prepare yourself? So again, you see that he's saying that you have to um, get a haircut, which is a respectable thing, and, and take a bath or go to the hot springs. Okay, so, um, but he also talks about, there's many other lessons to learn, and you'll see that some of them, uh, he says, maybe there's an Indian here that the Yerushalmi is telling us that if you have to get a haircut and then take a shower afterwards or take a, go to the hot springs after, it's interesting because maybe you would think a lot of people like to shave, you know, or, or get a haircut with their hair wet, or maybe it opens up the pores more, but obviously just from a cleanliness standpoint, um, you know, a person getting a haircut and then going to the bathhouse obviously is going to come out a lot more clean. Okay, then he says maybe there's something else. Maybe there is a self-indulgent part here that, oh, he's he's doing all these fancy things and getting a haircut and, and bathing, and maybe um, he was he was together, but really, um, so Hashem punished him and, and, and sent this punishment to him. Maybe that's why he deserved it. So again, you see there's a contradiction there, But then, because then he says, no, maybe it was a mitzvah, just like we find that Rav... Um, that Hill, whenever he would go to the bath, he would say he was doing chesed. So again, that's why I'm saying there's an element of of inami this or inami that, but there's also the l'shem shemayim part. He also says that a person, a Talmud Chacham, shouldn't be this guy. He didn't tell this guy, this late zana serves you right. No, not at all. He didn't give him musr. He, he just, he, he stood back and he said, I hope that I hope that I didn't cause you to be punished. That, that's what he was looking at. Also, you learn that Eretz Yisrael is Nikkim Yisurin, and life itself is Tzachas Yisurin, because here he came here and he got this blow, literally, maybe that was preparing him for Eretz Yisrael. And he says, even though there's a pasuk in Tehillim, Nunches, Yismach Tzadik, Nakam, you saw the revenge, but still a person should be careful. He also says, stay away from the guy when they're judging, because people might get dragged into that. So again, another lesson. Also, the, the Russia's bad actions lead him to destruction, which is exactly what happened. There's this Leitz, he took his Leitzanus act and ended up killing him. 
And finally, Skok and Kalos Rosh could cause death to a person if he's not careful. And these are all just very interesting tidbits that you learn from the Gemara. I am Shaman, I got Thank you so much for joining.